welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. We don't need that opening banter up top anymore because we have our favorite guest <clears throat> in studio, Gary Trent Sr. What's going on, man? How y'all doing, man? Appreciate it. Y'all having me here. Yeah, what's the what's the outfit check today, Gary? Let let the listeners who don't see you. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a lot of furs and a lot of um, different type of coats, so uh, I usually name them. Okay, you know? all right. So what's I, this one name? All right, here we go. Classic app already. Well, this one right here will be Chill the Chinchilla. Mm, okay. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's like a fur vest. Yeah, it's just yeah. a vest. Something like it's not too cold out there, but it's still like high thirties or something. To me, that's cold. Mm. You know, I'm, I, get, I get cold. You know, I'm from Ohio, but Minneapolis be having some bone-chilling temperatures. Just I'm just talking about being outside your bones just be mm, cold, man. Got you. It's cold outside here. I haven't seen anybody up and down the street without a coat. Long yeah. sleeve, hat still. It's still right. cold over here now. You get south, people doing 75, 80s, I'm hearing, mm. but... No, this what? sounds like that scene from The Wire, man. We talk about too many forty degree days right now. Hold on now, I'll do the Celsius here. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Convert it. So like, it's like what 10. would be what would be like um, in Minneapolis? It would be like thirty eight degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. It's what like roughly ten. It's like roughly that would be ten. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. think that's cold? Ten. Ten's a little chilly. 10's water. A little chilly, water man. freezes at thirty two. Yeah. And so right. if it's like thirty eight, you right near freezing. That's fair. Yeah, out of curiosity too. So you named all your furs. So like, most of them, yeah, yeah. What are the other names? I'd love to hear uh, some of the other names. I got Silver Fox. Uh, oh man, Crystal. You know they got genders too. Oh, okay, know? yeah, wow. yeah. So you know you'll see me. I got I got Wiley, the one that uh, you know. Was it made the, out of coyote? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, Arctic white, with Arctic white what? fox trim. Yeah, I got all kind of furs. Man. Oh man. Yeah, my coat game strong. Damn. Shoe game too. All my games strong for real, but you know, I mean, I, I always been in the fashion stuff. Yeah, you know, going to store, especially when you're young, you just you go in there and you see like I see a lot of fashion today. It'd be so whack, but I understand mm. the boldness. I understand what made them compelled and feel they could go in and do it because I feel like this. If I go in the store, there's nothing I can't put on that's not gonna look good. Okay. Just due to my frame, due to my build. I understand modeling. A lot of times you look at models, it's not that they're beautiful. It's their frame and their sure. body, yeah, the yeah. their arms and their, their torso, the way they make the clothes look, you know? So, you know, I've always been telling people, I'm America's top model. I've been okay. America's top model. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. We're three I'm, minutes I'm in. Year. This is already a yeah, classic. I'm America's <laughs> top model. <laughs> this is so just the intro. There's man. nothing. Like, I go in a store and see them in all different colors and be like, let me yeah. get this. All right. All right, give me that. Give me that mock neck in black, blue, brown, green, because I know I'm gonna be able to find something to wear with it eventually. Yeah, it's just if you got fashion, you got fashion, man. All yeah, because right. we see a lot of players today. Um, you know, the tunnel's a big deal. All these guys, a lot of these guys. Yo, hold have, on, were yeah. the tunnels a big deal back in when you were playing? <laughs> like, where you know what I mean? Because it's such a big deal. You it walk was, out that bus. Uh, it was a big deal, but not as big today because it wasn't marketed the same. Like. You know, they definitely waiting at the tunnel for the name brand. You know, Jordan's not going to be able to come sure. through here. You yeah. know, people that name. But, you know, guys now, you might not even get no plan time, but mm. you will get some air time because <laughs> you got your own Instagram yep. or the, the, they're just taking pictures of the team, marketing guys. And, you know, some of them outfits, man, I understand the boldness of it. And, sure, yeah. But 
some of that just be like the, the Mario booth. <laughs> like, oh yeah, stop yeah. playing. That's just to go viral. That's like I, a social I know, media but thing. Just, yeah. There's so many other ways to go viral than being a clown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't gotta be a clown to go viral. Do do it, go viral some other way. Just don't sell your soul. Don't be a clown to go viral. The Mario booths. I mean, if you like, if I put them on, I would put it on for humor. Like like, oh, look at yeah. me. But I would. I, I probably wouldn't even go that far. But I'm not gonna be like outside. Like yeah, I'm styling with these. Like you might see me trying them on just so I could laugh at myself. Like man, look at these. Yeah. I would be trying them on. Like if my son or somebody told me they was hot. I would try them on just to laugh at them to right, tell right. y'all how goofy this look. Like some of this stuff out here, just it just. You know, I mean, uh, I seen cats with like, damn near with trash bag puffy coats. <laughs> like, <laughs> like come on, man. But, but here's what happening. Uh huh. You get a stylist, and they tell you, hey, this is what's happening, and do it because you don't yeah. got no style. Yeah. You know, people have a a, a perception, a misperception of a lot of athletes. They think because you have Money, you know it all. You don't know it all. Nah, you really You're don't, just somebody man. with money. Yeah. You don't know it all. So because you have money and you walk into a boutique, that don't mean you know what to buy. Yeah. You walk in a sax, that don't mean you know what to buy. That's why people follow each other because they say, oh, that's what people think is hot. That's what. And then when you go off and try to do your own thing, that's why it turned out whack because you didn't have any style to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's because you got money don't mean you got know-how. Money doesn't give you wisdom. It doesn't give you experience, you know, and it just, it plugs a lot of people's deficiencies for real because it's like, oh, I can't cook, so I'm just go out to eat restaurants all the time. Or, you know, a lot of a lot of rich people really are are, are insufficient because they, they, they use their money so much that it stops your thinking in a lot of ways. People aren't thinking anymore for themselves. They hire people to think for you, hire people to do this. Damn, they're like artificial intelligence right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't want to think. Uh, you know, so a lot of times things like that, you know, put people behind the eight ball. Yeah. No, it's crazy. You talk about sneakers too. We're actually talking about this. And I'll pick your brain on this. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was a story going around and, and your former teammate Kevin Garnett was quoted in it too. This like unwritten rule about how when guys went up against Kobe or like LeBron, guys with signature sneakers, not going to wear Kobe's on the night that I'm playing Kobe. Because it became a big deal because Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies in the first round series, he had a foot injury earlier this year, and he can only wear LeBron's right now while he's playing against LeBron. The, the width of it all. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. Where where do you stand on that unwritten rule? Because KG was like, man, if you're wearing someone else's sneakers, you're like, you're showing too much respect to them on the court. I understand what, what, what Ticket's saying, you know, on the mm -hmm. old school style. I can't wear your stuff and play against you and talk trash to you. I get that. So I can understand that line in the sand where, nah, I'm not doing that tonight. Um, dude's in a bad situation. He's in a bad situation as far as having to wear the LeBron shoe if playing against him. That's fair. You know, uh, hopefully maybe LeBron show him some love and throw him some or something. Yeah, seen him a whole, but listen, if he's going to wear them. <laughs> no, I'm sure Desmond showed, baby like, get whatever shoe he wants, It could turn into something good. Like, you know what? Due to the fact you broke that code because of the system, I'm going to go ahead and show you some love. Go and send him a little summer wardrobe. Mm. Send him a whole bunch of, you know, low cuts, high tops, you know, some of the LeBron uh, signature clothing, you know, just to show him some love. That'd be wild, man. I, but yeah. I understand what Tick is saying. We, in our era, we probably wouldn't have did that. Like, right, right. Or wouldn't have did that. Like, I can't square up on you as I got your shoe on. Nah, I'm right. not going. <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> going, you know. So I, I that, that wouldn't have happened. You know, there was cats who probably wore some Jordans on certain nights but didn't against Mike. You know, a lot of rules done change, though, as far as 
the, the, I'm going to tell you the number one thing that has changed about the rules. All right. There are none. What do you mean? Like, there's no rules now. There's no script. Everybody just do what they want. Like, there's no more rules to, like, codes. Street codes, there's no rules. Like, it was, uh, you know, there was a code of, like, okay, you dated my homeboy, so I, I can't date you. Okay. Or you was my uh, homeboy's, uh, my best friend's ex-wife, so I can't date you. Like, you know, now it's like, now I'm about to creep with my homeboy's wife, or, uh, you know what, I won't snitch at all. Mm -hmm. And then it starts, well, I won't snitch on my friend. And then it, no, I'll snitch on anybody. Like, no, the rule, right. there's no rules I thought rules he was just going to talk about, like, flagrant fouls no, on the corner no, or something. No, I'm talking about, like, talking about three second violations. No, I'm talking about if you're looking no, at society, this is a different violation, though, man. If you're looking at society, though, there's, there's no oh, rules to man. nothing. All right. There's no rule. Yeah. Like, everybody's just moving with no rules, no govern. So that's why when you turn on the internet and you turn to just see anything happening, because people mm. are moving with no rules. Yeah. No, and, I'm, and the reason why people can move with no rules in certain elements there ain't no consequence. There's no accountability. You're no, right. No, no, you're right. You're right. Consequence. What do you mean? When you snitch and your head used to get cracked, tell, go to the club the same night. And it's just there's no rules to society, is why mm. everything is happening how it's happening, because there's no rules to anything. You know, the wow. codes growing up, you know, there were certain codes in your neighborhood. They just don't have that anymore. That's why kids are just. You know, you might catch some kids doing something to some old people. There was just certain codes. You don't do that to a granny in the neighborhood. Just things like that, man. There's no, there's no codes. There's no, there's no rules. That's what the, the rules didn't change. They just eliminated them. That, no, you're right. You're right. I think the internet had a big part to do with all that. You know what I mean? Because now people can just interact outside of their community in a way that, like, you can kind of define whatever you want. To be your existence like that's what internet and social media is right you're you're, you're choosing what your existence is what, so what you can, the internet, which means you can disregard well the internet allowed people to do what the rap industry always did manufacture who you want to be mm -hmm. that's what a lot of rappers are they manufacture look we're gonna slap this look on you you got the little swag yep, yep. and you know what I'm saying sound like joe blow a little bit and say these kind of hood things and, you know what i'm saying we might get your gold album or something if you get a catchy tune Sure, yeah. That's the same that. what people sit at home and do. Like, mm -hmm. you look at a lot of girls' Instagram. Okay, you in clubs, sparklers, bottles, three, four days a week, all on your Instagram. What what that mean? You popping? Like, that, that, that that's you know? True, man. That goes for it. That's what, that goes or you for look at Instagram. Okay, you in Paris on Monday, then you was Dubai Friday, and then you was Jamaica two weeks later, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just manufacture, and a lot of it mm. is, is, is people, how they want to be portrayed. Like, yeah, it's empty. Truth. It's empty. Yeah, most people, yeah. Not, like, the internet and people's Instagram and social media is really probably 98% of what they wish it really was. Now, there's a yeah. few people out there moving and growing. It's enough. It's a few girls out there that are latched on, and it's a few people that's making the system go around. Because at the end of the day, for real, for real, um, girls is what make the internet go around. Like, that's who got the most followers. Unless you're all doing right. some big money thing or some celebrity, the girls is who getting all the followers on Instagram and all that type of stuff. So this, the sex is what's selling the internet and what make it go around. Porn, you know, all that. But the internet really just broadcasted what was already going on, though. Like, the internet didn't make the world go crazy. No, you're right. You're like, right. You're right. Like, that, like, like, think about this. Like, far as the Rodney King thing, police brutality, all mm -hmm. that. It was already going on. Everybody talked about it, everybody said, but if you lived in Alabama, mm. 
you didn't hear about the situation in California in the neighborhood or, like, I live in America. So if it happened in Toronto, mm-hmm. we wouldn't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, 20 years ago, just somebody just caught a bad luck day with, with law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? But now with the Internet, we can you can hear about George Floyd. Yeah, you're right. You can hear something all the way around. People in Italy was uh, marching to the George Floyd. You know, like, yeah. they would have never heard about that. So the Internet just really presented the world to, to, to society. No man, this is you know we're, we're we're twelve minutes in. We haven't talked basketball, but this is this is just pure wisdom. This yeah, is what happens I, every time you come. I on. know when Gary comes in, I just got to close no, my laptop. You, we're just chatting. <laughs> we prepped all these topics. I was gonna be like, what you think about Dylan Brooks? You know, going at LeBron James in the first round the way that he's been doing. I, I understand it. Was that was that out but of line from I, him as a teammate? How would you feel yeah, with Dylan Brooks? Speaking of um, uh, as a teammate of LeBron or Dylan uh, of Dylan, you know what? Let's hear from both. Yeah. Let's hear okay. From both Let's sides. start with a teammate of right, Dylan. So if I was if I was a teammate of Dylan, yeah, you're doing this. You're doing I this. understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand what he's doing. Yeah, I understand the edge he's trying to create. I understand the. But he's also going out there and shooting like one of eleven for you from three. Uh, hold on, Every I understand game. everything that yeah. he's doing, and I know why he's doing it. But you have to understand this. LeBron has accomplished too much and been through too much and done too much. So some chatter through the media, some creating some hype, uh, some battle between you and LeBron, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. He's too successful. And yeah. that's some – if um, that was Ja or the team leader or if that was Kobe doing this, like when it was him and AI, right, right, right. that's something. You're right. You're right. Dylan. Bro, you're not accomplished enough. Like, it gets to a point back to the rules. Right. You being disrespectful to a point because you ain't accomplished enough to be having this back and forth. It's like almost like, and I'm not dissing him, but I'm just thinking of it like this. Imagine a rapper coming out tomorrow dissing Drake. Bro, you ain't even, this your no, first it, single. Yeah. You don't even got a real Rolls Royce or like you, it's almost like somebody just coming out yeah. like, Tomorrow, rapper drop an album, diss Jay-Z. Bro, what, who are you? Like, what are you doing? So, it, like, he's not accomplished enough. You're not, you can't sit at the table with LeBron, or you're not accomplished enough within that, that realm to be, bro, stop. Right. You're doing this back and forth with a legend. And, 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 and when I'm watching the, the interviews after the game, it's goofy to me because, for real, as LeBron, like, Bro, I'm sitting up here a billion dollars strong, too accomplished <laughs> for y'all to keep putting this man in a conversation no, with me and right. interview with me. That's right. why he cut it off. He's, yeah, yeah, don't put that man up here. Stop yeah. talking to me about right, that. Right. He, you know what? I got to get it to him, though. It, it, man, I've never seen it's iconic to see a man take the high road that much with that much hate. It just That's is. Fair. Because That's fair. me, like, I don't You would have done, done something before this? Before I just, this uh, I, I'm a high level thinker. Yeah, okay. But there's a piece of me that want to get in that mud, too. Right, okay. So, will he taking the high road? No, I'm going to go under the bridge. You want to go under the bridge? Let's go. Okay. We're going to go under the bridge. <laughs> See, but like, that's I, what was hoping like, for. Like, oh, so you, you, LeBron wasn't going to fall for you, that. You bought some fire? Okay, I'm bringing gas. We're going to really make it a big All fire. Right. Like, you know, that. so there's a piece of me that wanted to do that. So, when I see him always, somebody bring fire, he yeah. keep bringing uh, he keep bringing baking soda to put the fire out. <laughs> you know? So, you know, but uh, now, if I was LeBron's teammate, depending on what I was doing, like if that was me and Kev and somebody was doing that, mm-hmm. I would have saw you for that. If you was talking right, like that, right. Kev, my brother, you know what I'm saying? That's my teammate. I would have took that personally. 
So sure. yeah. if I if I if I was if that was me and that was our Timberwolves team, somebody was all in the media talking about what they doing and he old or this or that, I would have pulled up on y'all to wait it for you. Mm. Yeah, that's how that's what I would have did. All right, walk us. Hold on, we, we hear this all the time from former players. Maybe even some nowadays. What is the process of of, of meeting up? You know what I mean? Like, just because this is when the cameras aren't there. We're talking about being in the back of the arena where the okay, buses are. Okay, so like uh, in Minnesota, once you exit the arena, the Timberwolves locker room would be right here. Yep. And then maybe 30 meters down the hallway is the visitor locker room. So okay, it's yeah. all in the same back hallway. Right, right. You know, so to exit, you have to walk past the visitor's locker mm. room, and then there's where the buses are waiting and the players have yep. parked their cars. The home team has parked their cars. So you just wait by the bus. All right. You got to come to the bus. I don't care what you do. You got to come to the bus. And depending on uh, the situation, like I, all the security and everybody knew me, so I'll come to the locker room. Interesting. Yeah, right. I'll come in your locker room. I've, yeah. I've went in enough locker rooms. Like, this is my home arena. They're not going to tell me no. Now the police will come get me. Like, one time I was in the Mavericks, I went into a locker room, and then the sheriffs came down me. Like, the security in the arena, they're not going to stop playing. They know me. Okay. But the, right. the police came like they this. No, nah, the police came like this. They had the round hats. This is the sheriff. Okay. You know, they got them round brims. They ain't just, this ain't city police. They came like, Gary, you got to come out of here. They knew me too. They's like, you got to come out of yeah, here. Yeah. So when they came, I knew it was okay. This is shit. It's time to move out. But uh, yeah, that's that's all it is. You just meet right. up. Or a lot of times you've been in situations where, like, uh, I had a situation in Utah before where a player did something during the game but didn't know we were staying over. Okay. So now I go to the restaurant. Nah. <laughs> and you know what nah, I'm saying? Now man. I see you. Now, now I go like to the, the restaurant. Now, man. now see. So now when I when I had to pull up, it's different. Uh huh. So yeah. yeah, it was, you know, but it was just uh more of a it just being a gladiator, man, because I know I'm gonna be playing against you for so many sure, years. So yeah, I'm not yeah. letting you get none of that off right now. Nothing. Mm -hmm. If I let you get it off now, you never gonna forever feel you got that off and now it's yeah. Yeah. No. And you know, like I tell people, these young guys, your reputation gets traded along whatever story. If you got right. smacked upside your head on this team. It's true. So when you out here trash talking, it's guys on that bench that know he's not like that. Right, right. He's not like that, you know? Uh, it's interesting because, like, when you think about these great players, like, they always have these kind of, like, antagonist types, right? Like, LeBron's already had a couple of these, right? Like, Lance mm -hmm. Stevenson was a mm -hmm. classic. And, now, and, like, years later, Lance was his teammate. On the Lakers, right? And you saw the same thing with Kobe, right? To, to a lesser degree with Raja Bell was one of those guys for him. or Matt you, Barnes, Matt too. Barnes in that mm -hmm. little, you know, segment. But, like, like that's just part of the territory with being a great player. Like, people have to find different ways. To you got to have a rival skin, out here you know? somewhere. It's just got to be a real rival, though. And most of the time nowadays... Why don't the top players rival other top players, though? You know what I mean? Like, because, obviously, Dylan uh, Brooks versus LeBron is a mismatch. Um, here's why. I, I want to so, see Ja versus LeBron. Nine times out of ten... It's a disrespect thing, depending on how big the gap is. Okay. It's a disrespect thing. They're, like, like look at LeBron and KD, right? Yep. They got into the war words back when it was Ghost State. Remember at the final, they were jarring yeah. a little bit. But I'm saying, like, here's where it starts. Here's where it started getting diminished. All the top players, the top 40, I play at camps with you, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. Right, right, right. Yeah, so right. for four years, I might have been your roommate at a camp. We done talked. We done shared a meal. I got your number. You kind of my friend. Right, right, right. And even if you're not my friend, I still had your number because we might have played ping pong in the Nike room together. Yeah. So now when I get to the league, our edge, we, we don't have an edge toward each other because we already have a bond. That's fair. So now 
it takes, uh, you got to be cold. You have to be cold and be willing to yeah. burn that bridge or burn that friendship to go after that championship or to or to stand up for my teammate against you because I know my teammate not tough. Mm. So I know you my homeboy, so I'm going to let you know one time, hey, no. And you will understand my body language and know me enough, and now I have to pick a, a side in this war. Right. And that once I have to pick a side in this war, me and you might be fractioned. You know, there's times like during the playoffs, you don't go out to dinner with your friends. Like guys that you might go out to dinner with or hit a club sure, with yeah. during the regular season. But the 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 basketball circuit as youngsters, I've been to all these camps with you, so I know you. So all those top guys usually end up in the league together. That makes sense. You know we what I'm saying? If you was the top yeah. five, like if you look at like my son's class, like him, Mohammed Bamba, Wendell, yeah. all those guys were top in that class. So when they get to lead, they already knew you. I was your college teammate, you know? So yeah, yeah. it takes away the, the F you mentality. Whereas, right. you know, in college, you know, you went to college for three years and really you went to like five-star back in the day. It might've been a hundred guys there. So you didn't get that level of intimacy because now it's down to the top 30, top yeah, 40. Yeah. Right. And, you know, things of that. Now we got the teams and we got all these summits together and I done bumped shoulders with you so many times. The basketball is at a high level now. You know, EYBL, like 30 to 40 games. Mm -hmm. You know, when you was younger, AAU, you didn't bump into guys that much. I might bump into you at one of these national tournaments, but I ain't going to bump into you this weekend and then next weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, so All I right. think that's what kind of took that. That's why the, the head guys don't get into it. And that's why you'll see a LeBron get into it with somebody who he didn't bump in the camps yeah, right, with right. or of that nature, you know, but, um, you know, th there's nothing wrong with that competitive edge. I, 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 I like, like the it, fact yeah. the way Dylan challenging him, but you can't vocalize it and you can't be saying all this and your play don't back it up. Right, you can't right. just back it up through microphones. You got to get out on the floor and, you know, you come out there and, of course, LeBron going to do what he going to do. He got a neon green light to do anything on the floor. But if you if you gonna come out there and get at least get a twenty five and five a double, you force three turnovers, you got him into some jump balls, mm. things of that nature, or you made him shoot eight for thirty. You know, some you got to do something besides yeah he old and this and that this and that. Like you can't be that, that's when you start getting disrespectful. But I understand what he's doing. You know, he's putting some WWE in the game. You know, you know what it is? <laughs> he's even kind of dressing like those. Like, yeah, 90s, the WWE. Uh, you know, yeah. oh, when he was coming down the hallway with the yeah. hair, that was more on the rap style, you know, PMC look. You know, but uh, yeah. he in Memphis. They got yeah, of course. That yeah. look, you're right. You're right. There's well, people city? in Memphis that wear that look. Right. So you gotta be from Memphis to know that there's guys that wear that look with the hair down and yeah. sunglasses, all that. Yeah. It's not like that in Mississauga where he's from. No, no. It makes me. It makes me think. Dylan too, from you. here? Yeah, he's yeah, from oh, Mississauga. Yeah. He's yeah. not like the suburbs right here. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? No, no, no. Is it all adding up? Wait, you no, you no. Know, you said he's from the suburbs. I hear like. No, I mean Mississauga's cool, man. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. A lot of immigrants, you know what I mean? You know? Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he was from here, but you know, yeah. Uh, he really needs to stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he was saying yeah, for the last twenty all, minutes. Uh, changed the whole tone, man. No, I think it reminds me too. Uh, you know, we talk about guys like Dylan. You know, saying the stuff, not backing it up. That's why I respect a guy like Draymond too, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't agree with everything Draymond says, stuff that he does on the court. But every time he gets himself into these situations, like you can see, he comes back on the court, backs up with his play. Well, Draymond uh, is a different, different, whole different thing. He's the heart and soul of his championship team. You know, he can, you know, he can have them whatever, you know, low-digit games as far as scoring or assists or whatnot, whatnot. But 
he's still stirring that drink. You know, whatever he's shooting from the floor, like, yeah. what is he responsible for 80% of Steph's threes or whatever, you know? So yeah. him setting that screen, him rolling, hitting that floor right, him having that attitude, him him being the, the fighter that some guys can't be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take Draymond off that team. You can say what you want about the stats and all that. Take him off the team, they'd never be the same. No, nah, man. I don't they think they won championship. They're not going to be the same organization. They just they, they, The team wouldn't play the same. Those guys just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. No, I think he, he gives them that edge, too, because I feel like Steph is a killer, Clay's a killer, but, like, with their play. You know what yeah, I mean? And I think play. sometimes you get into games where you're just, like, you need Draymond to sort of, like, stir it up. Now, of course, I think he – I mean, the Sabonis thing was sort of just, like, all right, like, you got to control yourself a little bit. I mean – well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. The Sabonis thing is to me. He got on the ankle, though. And, and that's no different than a guy grabbing your jersey or something. Listen, if you was running down the court and I grabbed you by your hand or I tugged your jersey, yeah. which players do, will grab you by the hip. No, but you're not going to fall with that, man. That, that don't you warrant, can't trip somebody, though. That's that don't different. warrant. Uh, well, stomping on them, though, is almost yeah. like throwing a punch, though. But Well, that's yeah. why he got suspended. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. throwing a punch, you know? But, um, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I like it. You know what I'm saying? I like no, it. I like it. But we if you gonna, if gonna do it, he got bruised ribs though. You gonna do it? You gotta do it. So he got his Sabonis needed to like uh, and walk off or something. You know, little bruised ribs. You can't right, let right. the he can't take the lick. I guess it's been and he's still playing. I need him to <laughs> when he breathing heavy and contracting, he feel a little bruised. Something like just like I ain't trying to injure the man. No, but he, he definitely got, felt a bruise. Yeah, uh, he, <laughs> he was listed as questionable the next yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> He was questionable until he got suspended, and then he was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Style, you know what I mean? No, um, I, think, I think even, like, switching to the Raptors, too, you talk about, like, a guy like Draymond, you know, a guy like a heart and soul, you know, bringing that kind of energy mm-hmm. to the team. I look at this Raptors season. We're in here, obviously, Raptors show, talking about the team every day, looking at the disappointing year that they had. It's like, I'm thinking now, like, moving forward, it's like, that's that's a type of guy. Maybe not Draymond right, specifically, right, right. but someone who brings the qualities of Draymond. I feel like that's what this roster needs, amongst other things. Uh, every team needs that though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every yeah. team, like, but I feel like this it. team is missing that a little. Dennis bit. Rodman was that yeah. for the for the Pistons. You mm-hmm. know, he was he was gonna rebound, crowd, and mm-hmm. dive and do everything that Zeke and them yeah. couldn't do. Fight that defender, guard Jordan to that maximum. So you know, everybody needs um, that Draymond, or everybody needs. Uh, we had Kyle Lowry when he was making his like that was the heart and soul, right? Different type of players, Draymond, but I thought brought the same qualities. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. You know. Yeah. All teams need that in every sport. There's that guy who brings that that soul, that passion, that that um, something that that you have to be born with type of thing. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that you manufacture in the locker room out of a hype speech. You know what I'm saying? This has got to be you. Right. This has got to be you. Yeah. No, I want to ask you too. Obviously, Raptors announced that they fired their head coach, Nick Nurse, recently, and now there's all this conversation about them interviewing assistant coaches around the league, right? Like, they're doing this big search. Um, as a player, like, in the NBA, what was it like, you know, in terms of your relationship with your head coach versus relationships with your assistant coach? Because I imagine those are very different, right? Um, I think the reason why they're probably looking through the assistants, they want to see some fresh blood, some up-and-coming talent yep. who hasn't had a shot yet, who, uh, you know, who already, who hasn't been fired yet. Let's see who is, you know, some young guy who's making some rumblings, and I, I, that's probably why they're looking for that. Like when Brad Stevens first got his shot, mm. you know, they was looking for some new blood. Yeah. You know, that's why you went all the way to college, grabbed a whole new person, just looking for some new blood, some new energy. It's like kind of what they did with Nick, really. Yeah, somebody yeah. maybe who, uh, you know, when you get a team, sometimes 
You could hire a new coach, but maybe one or two guys, depending on how long they've been in the league or how much they traveled around, might already done played for this coach. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So you're just looking for some all-the-way new blood so that you can get a whole new culture, a whole new energy, a whole new mindset, mm. you know. So sometimes that's why when you fire the coach, you fire the whole staff. You know, usually uh, if a team fires a coach and the assistant, depending on, like, if it's during the year and they take on the intern and then they make a nice run or something, they keep them on. But for the most part, they, that's why they do that because they just want a whole new fresh start. Right. So you as somebody who obviously played, a, you know, over a decade in the league, and then you did some uh, coaching yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're an assistant coach and, and you, you train players now and stuff too. But, like, um, how much a culture is, like, set by the coach and how much is it set by, like, the, the big personalities in the room? Especially in today's NBA where, like, Man, I feel like most players make way more than the coach. So what's the coach really going to say to the players sometimes? I think it's really a, a combination thing, you know. Um, okay. You have to understand the organization that you're playing for, and the, and, the, and the air has to be in that of the organization. It has to be when you walk into the offices, you have to have a certain feel. We give prime example, like when you go to the hospital, you ever walk into a hospital and feel like, you feel like, man, like like a research clinic. Like, you could tell they're really doing some things here. Like, you can feel in the energy in the air, okay, like these yeah. people here. Or you walk into some minute clinics. You're like, yo, this place. Right, yeah. You know, I wouldn't yeah. trust a shot here. They can give me some blood pressure, take my blood pressure, but I really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just it. can yeah. feel it. Right. So when you walk in certain offices, when you walk in certain business centers, you could just feel it. So it starts with the organization and the people they hire and how they're running the ship, how they go about things of that nature. Uh, but as you trickle down, now once you get to the locker room, that's the culture of the guys and how they get along and how's like when when we were playing, you know, things were different. Like, okay, so there's a section in the locker room where the, you're gonna sit in your locker, and then there's the TV screen for uh, coaches to go over right before the game yeah. plan. Once you exit out of there, there's gonna be your training room where the trainers got the tables. Then you're gonna exit over there. It's gonna be bathroom and showers. And then probably exit through there is gonna be where the TV lounge and stuff and all that. When we were on game day, you wasn't you wasn't gonna be in here in the locker room area on your phone. Mm, right. You wasn't gonna be having phone calls. You wasn't gonna be taking phone calls. You were talking. Take that in the lounge room and really right now shouldn't nothing be on your mind but the game. So right. whatever you got going on, get all that done before the game because the game starts at seven. So you got to be there at five thirty, right? So. They want you there 90 minutes in advance. So you got to be there at 5.30. So really, once you come in there, get changed. You get to getting out on the floor, getting warmed up, getting your shots stretched, doing like all that, what you was doing prior to 5.30, it need to be dead anyway. Mm. So, you know, but Kev was our team leader. So it was like, nah, there wasn't, it wasn't going to be like sitting here on your phone, like while we stretching and warming up and locking in on the game. So cats would like, you know, go to the lounge area, be on their phone or whatever the case. So... You know, that tone and that culture is set by the leadership in the locker room and mm. hopped it out. When you get to high school, that's, you know, coaches and things like that. But yeah. when you get to the pros, these grown men in here. So, you know, it depends on how that team leader, you know, is, is we clowning in the locker room or is certain areas of our of, of this, our sanctuary, is it, is it certain things? Like, like, don't be recording in here. Like, there's certain pieces of the locker room you got to be like, fellas. I know we do our social media, but in this area, don't be recording. Yep. Record over there at the food area. You know, there's got to be certain understanding and certain things amongst the players, just like on the airplane. When you get on a plane, the coaches sit in a section, the players sit in a section, the media sit in a section. They're not all sitting together. 
right. like that, you right. know? So, I mean, this is a big topic this season in terms of, like, you know, the Raptors locker room, you know, what's what's going on? We're expecting lots of wins here in Toronto. This has been a winning organization this year. They end up 500, which isn't even, like, the worst case, but at the same time, like, we're used to a lot more, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you hear about, like, well, maybe the locker room's not happy or, you know, maybe you change out the coach. There might be beef here or there or whatever. How much of that actually translates to the product on the court? You know what I mean? Like, you tell me if a, if a, if a good team doesn't have good chemistry, does that mean that they win less or – does a bad team with good chemistry win more than they should based on their talent level? Like, how much does that even translate? You know what I mean? Okay, so look at losing people. Let's just start with individual people. When you look okay. at losing people, there's, like, take take 10 things, right, 1 through 10, that you have to put together to be a loser. So when you look at 1 through 7, a losing person, like a losing mindset, a, a relationship that's losing or or a, 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 a building that's losing, uh, a business that's losing, they all have something in common. That the, whatever it takes to be a loser, if there's 10 things it takes to be a loser, those loser people have six or seven of those in common, and that's why they're losers. Okay. Because they either have no ambition, no know-how, no resources. There's some. There's a lot of things in common that come with being a loser. And on a team that's losing, it's where we don't have anything in common or we're all individuals out here or we're out here playing five games in one because we're not unified and we're not together. And like a family, a family that's losing is because they're not together. Mm. A team that's losing is because they're not together. Even like a street gang, they're losing because they're not together. An army, uh, your, your, your armed forces, your Marines, if they're not together, they're losing. So... Losing people, losing teams, losing businesses, they have things in common. Mm. Now, when you look at winners, out of those 10 things, winning mindsets, one through seven, you know, eight, nine, and 10 is the details of things, and that's where you differentiate sure. from great, good to great, greatness and things of that. But there's ambition. There's a, a, a deep thinking process. There's energy go and energy about going about things. You know, positive thinking, you know, those will be winning families, uh, great communication, mm-hmm. a team that's winning. We talk on the court. Hey, I got your back. Hey, baseline, I'm coming. Help, help, help. Hey, hey, watch the screen. Watch the screen. Right, right. You, if great teams that do that, like, I might be on the baseline guarding this guy in the corner, but I'm shouting over here to my point guard, and I'm not even involved in that play. Hey, hey, the screen coming. You know it's coming. They just called 52. Like, that's signs of winning. Right, right. You got troubles in your family, people that can communicate, people that can talk. Your family sit down, process, talk things out. Those are signs of winning. You have a business. How you can't put a business plan together without no communication? No, you're right. There's going to be some hard times where, man, COVID hit. Our sales are bad. What can we do? Got to be able to, a winning mindset, going to figure a way out. Mm -hmm. That's, those are the characteristics of winning. So that's why winning teams communicate on deep winning teams have unity winning teams are together in certain situations right. you know damn no this is the stuff that like you know because we we hear Masai talk about this all the time right every, every press conference he's guaranteed to see win like 20 times right he's always looking for this and I, I think for for a lot of people hearing it it's sort of just like okay what is he talking about right is he just sort of like you know pulling the you know just giving us a generic answer mm-hmm. but it's not right like what you're talking about here it's very specific now I think you know what he said about the team this year, 
both at the trade deadline and also after the season. It was like, look, I see, I'm, I saw a lot of selfishness in the team this year, right? So what do you think selfishness looks like in that context? What do you think he might be referring to? Lack of sacrifice. Okay. Um, you get double team. You can spin out of that and get a good shot. Mm-hmm. But this guy's wide open for a great shot. Right. Um, you five steps ahead of me. But I'm going to dribble the ball down and dunk it instead of throwing it out there and letting you run with it. Right. I'm going to dribble past you to go get my dunk. Right. I'm not going to compliment you. Or you might be one of five. I'm not. Let me get him going. Mm-hmm. That's lack of sacrifice. Right. You know, those are the type of things. But that's characteristics of lack of winning teams. And, you know, when you when you, when, when you sacrifice one, like, that's a bucket. To me, I need that two points. Sure. Whereas, yeah. you know, a good winning team, man, I get that two points back. Yeah. Or he'll give it back to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or two games ago, he he did that for me mm-hmm. type of thing, you know? So those are the things that he's – I haven't seen his press conferences, but I'm just assuming if when you're trying to win, which right. I know he's trying to do, that's what he got to mean. And I played enough basketball to know what winning looks like and what losing looks like. I've been on some bad teams, and I've been on some winning teams. Mm-hmm. And being on those bad teams is what let me know, okay, these are the care I never – because, you know, in high school, when you dominate, you win a lot. You know, in college, you win a lot. Yeah. So you might get to the pros. I had never been, like, just, woo. You got 20 wins out here? Like, we out the playoffs, like, right now? Like, a lot of realities hit early. So, yeah, you know, teams start playing different when you already out the playoffs. You've been out the playoffs since, like, all-star break, bro? No, like, you get, you're getting your numbers. You can make sure you get the next contract. You know what I'm saying? Kind of stuff, and it yeah. start becoming right. a lot of, you know, like, uh-oh, let me grab my scraps off the table before it's all gone type of thing. And and it's a recipe for losing. No, that's fair. Um you got any more questions? I, I guess you. I guess you turn off your laptop. <laughs> no, right? I've just been listening to Gary's uh, yeah. words of wisdom. No, I think that's interesting too. But it's like you know, when you get in that situation as a team, right? Like mm-hmm. you being in, you know, good situations, bad situations throughout your uh, your career. When you see selfishness, or when you see guys not making the right play, how much is, of it is it like on the guys? You know, on the leaders of the team to, to maybe to call it out yeah. versus because that's a huge discussion we have here too. Because now we're thinking about you know a new coach coming in. And, like, I don't think a new coach alone is going to be able to fix whatever problems this team had. Like, how much of it is just on the players themselves to, to take the onus, right? Uh, well, it's definitely on the players. It's on the, it's on the players, but it starts with the top players. It starts with the top players. You're only going to go as far as your top players' ambition and drive are going to go. But your, your top players have to have... Um, some finesse in how they micromanage and deal with their guys because sure. you're the leader of the team. These are your guys. Just like when you're the leader of an army, if you're the leader of a street gang or the leader of of your uh, press team. Sure. He yeah. has to be able to have some, some finesse and understanding of how to manage the guys. And if you don't know how to manage the guys, it's not going to work. Right. And, you know, there's times where, like I said, if I know you were struggling, like, like I'm going to get the ball every time down the floor. So I know you're struggling. Let me, let me, let me run a pick and roll with you. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, me, let me drive at you, try to get you a couple shots or, you know, things like that. And that's where guys really start understanding how to master control the game to 
really make guys better or make their soldiers better because right. it doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to drop 50 every night. You're not. So you're going to have to have your soldiers oiled and ready to go to war. You can't just call them. They've been sitting around the whole time. And, now, hey, they ready? Oh, the guns ain't oiled up, ready to go. Right. Yeah, you're not right. ready to go. You're right. You know, your guys' arms, they ain't ready to shoot, knock it down for you because they done developed the mindset of he's not passing. I've been on teams where, like, he's not going to pass out there number two. So you got guys that are not shot ready. Mm -hmm. Or you got guys out there like, like, they're waiting, but the attitude and the energy is bad. Right, right, right. Anytime you have bad energy, it's never going to work. Got you. Got you can you. put all the talent together. That's why when you see uh, at the end of guys' careers, they slap them teams together with all the stars and whatnot. Yeah, whatnot. Yeah. It, it doesn't work because it still has to have chemistry. You can't just put a bunch of names. It's like putting on four different designer clothes. You could put on the most expensive designer yeah. clothes. You could put on an expensive designer pants, shirt. It, but it still don't mean it's going to work. Right, right. No, you're right. All right, last question because we got we to gotta go to break. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. You forgot about the break, Alex? No, man. I'm so consumed <laughs> this, by this, this conversation. Guy, this guy chilling, man. Um, yeah, we got to ask about your son, man. Like, mm -hmm. how, how did you think his season went? You know, um, I thought it was interesting um, that, uh, you know, Nick made this point, I think, when he was struggling, it was like, yo, you know, you got, if you if you don't play defense, it's sort of like you either fit in or sort of fit out. It's kind of similar to what LeBron actually said back in the day. But um, obviously, he's no longer here. But what did you make of his whole season, man? I mean, because he was he was with the starters. He was doing well. Got moved to the bench twice. You know, what's, what's going on? Um, well, if you look at all, look at his season, everything improved. What do you mean? All his efficiency improved. You went to the foul line more than ever. Okay. You, you went to the foul line more than ever. You shot the ball. Uh, percentage went up. Everything improved. Your attacks to the rim improved. Like, everything, if you look at the, the as his years went on, everything that he's done, the statistics and the percentages has improved. You know, like like I was just telling this year, you went to the free throw line more than ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? So now the next step of turning the corner is making those and ones instead of just two free throws. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. And that's the the growth and evolution of players, you know, but as far as him. So when I look at all his numbers and I look at everything he's done, his one dribble pull-ups, his attacks right, his attacks left, everything improved. So, you know, to me, you had uh, an improved season, but there's still a lot more for you to accomplish and a lot more for you to work on, and he, and he knows that. Mm. Um, the thing from a, as a player, you know, having a stable mindset, having a stable role, Right and having and having a stability of confidence makes you a different player. You know, you come to the games. One day I don't know if I'm starting. One day I don't know if I'm not starting. Right. One day I don't know uh, if I'm gonna play 15 minutes or one day I'm gonna play 30 minutes. I I I show up. Imagine if you showed up to work every day and didn't know what it was gonna be. Right. Right. No, it's frustrating, man. I get that. Well, not even frustrating, but as a player, there's a certain mental rhythm that you have to get in. And it, which creates your certain physical rhythm. Okay, yeah. And when you can't get into that middle rhythm because you don't know what it's going to be, it's like every day you come in, it's just a tornado. Mm. Imagine living in a messy house. Every time you come home, just papers and everything's on the floor. It's always messy. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to, uh, you know, and then they flip it to, well, you got to stay professional. You got to stay what you do have to be. And you mm. have to be, you know, the biggest thing about professional sports is being mentally tough. Because really, once you get past... 
guy number four, it's it's tough on everybody else. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right. Um, this is this is a lot of great stuff, man. Gary Trent Sr., we appreciate you. Unfortunately, man, we got to go break. Although, I appreciate it. Is this was just free-form podcast? We, I, I swear, we've talked for two hours. Oh, we should have just kept him for four hours. Didn't even tell him that he owns a Wally Zerbiak Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, yeah, jersey. I forgot. I pulled up on the Tuesday run with that one. <laughs> they, they were all shocked. That's why he should have showed up. <laughs> he should have showed up. <laughs> we would have had four, two former Timberwolves. Hey, I was playing like Wally Z, man. I was only staying at the three-point line. Yeah. <laughs> it was just running around. Nah, Wally had game, though. He had mid-range yeah. game. He could shoot the three. You know, Wally, he, he went yeah. hard. You know, Wally, could he could, he was zero in, though. Yeah. I think right. one season he might shot like 50% from the floor. Wally was. Yeah, he was on the shoot. for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's. All right, we got a break. I've been your host, Willu, uh, and you're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Big thanks to Gary Trent Sr. for joining us in studio. We have to get him on a banter pod because I don't think an hour is... I don't think 50 minutes is long enough for him, man. No, I just like, love We actually need like two hours. To... We need to run a whole ISO, get every story, every detail. But uh, yeah, as always, uh, you know, very insightful, wide-ranging set of topics and discussions. And, you know, that's why he's our favorite guest, man. No, Andy Lou is still my favorite. 1A1B. You know, a Andy lot of similarities Lou, between the Gary two. Though. That's, what, that's, what, that's what people be saying. They're like, well, you know. Yeah, Andy Law. Andy, <laughs> Andy Law. Andy Lou that's banter pod. Andy, Sorry, I uh, yeah, was one? just sitting here not talking the last 30 minutes, soaking in the wisdom. When was when was it confirmed? Ah, uh, confirmed with him last night. Um, gotcha. So we, we got him on, on the banter bar coming up soon. Uh, before we go, I just want to quickly mention uh, what was reported yesterday that the Raptors have a long list of candidates that they're going to interview for the open job position, including assistants around the league. Kenny Atkinson in Golden State, Charles Lee in Milwaukee, Kevin Young in Phoenix, amongst many others. They've also secured permission to talk to Becky Hammond, who coached the Las Vegas Aces to the 2022 WNBA championship. We'll get we'll get more into it in her first next year. week. But you know, yeah, we, we definitely like we legit just ran out of time. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want us to do? So yeah, next week we'll cover it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Two exciting game sixes tonight. The Golden State Warriors try to wrap up against the Sacramento Kings at uh-huh. home. And the Lakers trying to wrap up their series against Dylan Brooks of Mississauga and the Memphis Grizzlies. So going to give you both lines here, Will. The okay. Warriors right. are eight-point favorites. The Lakers are five-point favorites at home. Would like you to build a two-game parlay off this. Who do you like? Wow, okay. Um, first off, if Adam Silver could... It, um, referee these games himself, he would. Because if there is any <laughs> chance of seeing Steph Curry versus LeBron... You don't want to see Steph Curry... Ver- oh, you don't want to see Scott Foster tonight? Let's see where Scott Foster is going tonight. Yeah, I don't know. The Phoenix series is already over. But, um, no, I mean, look, listen. I, I think I trust the Warriors to get it done. Um, obviously, they won three straight in their series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think they found a good formula. They'll probably continue to have Draymond come off the bench in the first half. 
Uh, you know, Loon Dog has been amazing. This guy getting more rebounds than Ailish is getting Loon uh, hot dogs. Oh, God. All right, shots to the morning Deep show. Deep 590 cut. That's right. Uh, mm. We're a team here. All right, there's a, there's a culture. But, no, I mean, I, I just think that they've they've found a good rhythm here. Um, I, I still think that the Kings are going to push them just because that's what they've done all series. I'd be really disappointed if they rolled over. I want to see one more just, like, you know, super riveting fourth quarter where both guards are really just going at each other and, and making tough shots. But I do trust the Warriors to get it done. The Lakers Grizzlies thing. I mean, how much rest are they getting? That's the thing to me. It's like there's a lot of travel in that series. Obviously, the Lakers would absolutely like to take care of it right here, right now, instead of going back to Memphis for a potential Game Seven. Um, I think I like them too, but ultimately, I don't know. There are certain things where the Grizzlies, where um, just because they're so much younger and fresher, I, I do feel like maybe they have a little bit more here. Um, Obviously, on, Desmond great. Bain has been scoring really well. Greatest of all time behavior coming tonight, potentially, though. Well, I mean, if we can trust that LeBron can access that, like, 40 points, 20, you know, 12 rebounds, 15 assists type of games, which we obviously have seen in the past, then, yeah, of course, this is, like, no doubt about it. But I, I haven't yet seen that from LeBron. We have extended period. Five of 17 last game as well. We've seen it in flashes, right? So I, until I fully see that, I can't fully buy this. But unfortunately, I probably will still pick the Lakers. Um, but there's a reason why the line is only five points. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll roll with you. Warriors minus eight. Have you ever disagreed Lakers, with me on this segment? Minus five. Um, yeah, all the times you picked the Raptors. Remember oh. when you picked the Raptors to win the play-in and I said uh, the Raptors are ready to fold and I'm going to take the Bulls and then the Raptors fold it? Yeah, remember you're that right. one? Uh, I do remember that one because the whole season, <laughs> it would be like 45 minutes of being like, Raptors have this problem and this problem and this problem. And then we get here and I'm like, I'm picking the Raptors. <laughs> So luckily the Raptors are out. So I can actually be much more objective about uh, the rest of the teams in the league. But uh, yeah. anyway, that was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. That does it for us today. I've been your host, Willow, and you've been listening to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptors show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show, especially after today's interview. I feel like we deserve it. Still on, still ahead of Draymond. Appreciate it, everybody. Oh, of course, man. Appreciate it. Uh, a reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Gary Trent Sr., producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brandeo, and Frank Braska for helping with the YouTube stream. We will be back next week.